This is the full interview from a segment from the Overdrive radio and podcast program. For more information, go to drivenmedia.com.au. It was T.S. Eliot that says, where is the wisdom that we have lost in knowledge and where is the knowledge we've lost in information? The collection of data is very much at that bottom end. Now, it's wonderful to see that ARRB has now set up and employed an executive manager for measurement. And that's Jeff Doyle, who joins us on the line now. Jeff, lovely to talk to you. Thanks for your time. Terrific, David. Happy, happy to be here. And thanks for taking the time as well. Yes, thank you. The word measurement, I think, is rather important. It's not data and it's not information. You could have been the manager or executive manager of data, yet is there more significance in the word measurement? Probably from my perspective, David, and it's still early doors, but if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. You know, so um, I think when I look at what we're trying to do here in ARB in the infrastructure measurement division, it's making sure that we're providing the right data. The shame on us if we take it for granted on what we're providing. You know, we need to be very, very focused on that. The um, IAM, IAM is an entree for the rest of the ARB divisions. If we can earn the right and present the data in the appropriate manner, it then makes it safer and more sustainable and creates value for our clients. And that allows all the other Arab divisions to get involved. So, yeah, it's a big job and really looking forward to it. Is this a position that would not have existed five years ago? Have we progressed in our appreciation, need for, understanding of good data measurement rather than just numbers? Yeah, I think you'd probably best to ask Michael that because obviously it's a new division. But but I think with bringing me on and separating the um, division and having the focus that Michael and the, and the executive have given it, I, I think speaks for itself, really. Mm. It's a very, very important part of the overall group. What's your background? Yeah, that's a, that's a really interesting question. Um, I thought we might just start there because uh, I've got a bit of a... Bit of an interesting background. So let me just um, fill in some dots here. I was a failed professional footballer for quite a number of years. I was a I was a rubbish player. I, I scratched the living at it. Here's how good I was, David. I played for a club called Coventry City in the first division in England many, many moons ago. Played there for five years. Never won a thing. Never won a thing at all. The year I left, they won the FA Cup. That's how good of a player I was. I was pretty rubbish. <laughs> so... I ended up, I didn't make it in England and ended up coming to Australia uh, and I was playing up in Sydney in the equivalent of what the A-League is now, which is which was the old NSL, the National Soccer League. And uh, one of the clubs, big Italian club I was playing for, it was an ethnic-based game then and uh, the club went belly up and I was about 26, maybe 27 and I thought, I, I better get a real job, you know. So I got a job selling, I kid you not, pens and pencils. Pens and pencils, copy paper in a little stationary company uh, in Granville, just outside of Parramatta in Sydney. Well, long story short, and there is a bit of a story to this, but 12, 13 years later, we were a 1.3 billion publicly listed share market darling. And I was one of the two EGMs, you know, in charge of the biggest division within the uh, company. So 
had a fantastic time there you know just massive amounts of learning lots of growth and um yeah really enjoyed that 12 to 13 year uh, period it was my education really in running a business got to about i don't know 39 40 i'd stopped learning and i'd stopped laughing and i thought i better do something else so i became the chief operating officer for a company called adeco which is a large, the world's largest recruitment company. So I ran the, I ran the Australian business uh, for 18 months. We got a bit of growth happening. I had a fantastic team there. Then 18 months later, I became the CEO of the Deco Group across Australia and New Zealand. Did that role for five years. Had a fantastic time doing that. We were putting about 10,000 people out to work every week. Seven years in, again, I, I, I get to a point every seven years, it seems like, and I go, okay, well, whatever little bag of tricks you've got, it, it's, it seems like you've used them all up and time to move on. So again, stop learning, stop laughing and moved on then, took on a couple of different board roles. And at every juncture or every inflection point, I wanted to see if I could do something different and the learnings that I had taken from each of the roles, maybe put it in somewhere else. So I got a non-executive board directorship with a company called Altus Traffic. Altus Traffic uh, were, were at the time one of the largest traffic management companies in Australia. And then the owner slash chairman asked me six months in to take on the CEO role. And uh, I did that. And we um, I did that for just shy of seven years. So we had, again, a, a lots of growth in that space. That business became the number one traffic management provider in Australia. We took it from about, I think, 70 million up to, I think the guys will do, guys and girls will do about 140, 150 million now this year. So again, lots of growth, had a fantastic time, lots of learning. So I suppose I've done different things. So a very long-winded answer to your question, David, I know, but to get back to your question, if I look at the infrastructure measurement division within ARB, it's a services-based business. You've got massive amounts of client interaction. You've got a, a kit of vehicles and you've got people to put in the kit. So when I look at what I did with Altus, we did thousands of plans and permits every year, 750 pieces of kit. We had to move 1,600 people into a temporary work zone each and every day, seven days a week, morning, noon and night all over Australia. So I think some of the learnings I took in Altus may assist me with this role. Being a footballer is often seen as being whether you're good or bad, but did you see, start to see there how the role of a teamwork became important? And when you sold pencils, I presume you didn't personally sell 1.3 billion pencils, you must have seen the process. I was good, David, but I was that good. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the development of your career, that you begin to see how we can bring people together as a team to hit a common goal, even if that common goal is selling pencils or playing football, which perhaps you didn't get to be involved in as much as a manager? Is that what you see out of your learning experience? Absolutely. I think you've hit the nail on the head. If there's anything I can do, and I come into this role not with a lot of technical knowledge, that was one of the things that that appealed to me about the role because I haven't been in a technical environment before. Although we're in a services-based business, the information division, information measurement division within our IC is a services-based division, but with a technical aspect, but it's still 
it's still about people. And if I go back to my football days, although I don't have, uh, I left school at 15, the learnings I took from a professional sporting environment for nay six, seven years, you know, I, I didn't understand or I didn't know what I knew when I get into the corporate world that the discipline and the, some of the things that you need to do to get to any decent level in professional sports, they're very, very easy to take down into a team corporate environment. So, yeah, the whole hearts and minds thing, you know, I was talking about that long before that became popular, you know. So it's, uh, yes, to answer your question, it's helped me enormously. See, football is often, the replays are all about the goal that's finally scored, but the good management is looking at what built up to that. It's not just the one-off spectacular. A colleague of mine uh, from Oz Traffic, John Reed, has sponsored the women's AFL team, the one Brisbane Lions, they won their competition. But that organisation measures a whole range of things, not just the crowd at the top game or the number of points that were scored. Is it the understanding and the measurement of the build-up that becomes critical? Absolutely. I mean, I think it was Pelé that said, don't go to where the ball, don't go to where the ball is, go to where the ball is going to be. Ah. So if I look at what we're looking to do here at Arb, um, and I talked about what we need to do, making sure that we provide the right data to our clients. But having said that, as you would well know, David, you know, and I'm only four or five weeks in, but there's, there seems to be, there's a tsunami of different offerings out there in the data collection space. I mean, there's so much going on, which I find very exciting. But we at Arab, if you look at there's AI, machine learning, there's crowdsourcing, there's drones, there's sensor fusion. And we are going to get into all of those spaces because we have to. So that's a little bit about not where the ball is now, but where the ball is going to be, I see. So, yeah, that's very, very important to be us to be, from our standpoint, to be as digital as we possibly can be. Because, as I said, there's just a tsunami of different things happening. And again, it goes back to the football a little bit. I love the football analogy. Quite often, opinion is developed based on one factor. You might have missed a glorious kick and or scored a home goal, and it lives with you for the rest of your life. <laughs> I scored plenty of that. <laughs> I wasn't trying to raise that as an issue. <laughs> My research didn't go that far. But the point is that we have opinion out there, often based on one fact, well, one bit of data. But is the issue of data not only its breadth, you know, that with big data we've got a million records, but its depth? What is the, the various aspects that are, are part of that data? You've absolutely, absolutely hit the nail on the head, and that's what I was trying to articulate before. Uh, I'll go back to if... The infrastructure measurement division can get it right, can qualify with the client what they need the data for and package it in the appropriate way, as opposed to, yeah, we'll just give them the data and send it back and put it in a spreadsheet. And it's not looked at again for four years. I think my, my focus and their focus needs to be on getting the right data and package it in the right way that over time, we can add some and the other divisions with ARB, in which I go back to that's why we're somewhat of an entree 
can then look to create some real value, be it from a safety and sustainability standpoint. I think that's that's why we're doing what we're doing. We're looking to do what we're going to do, David. You've mentioned a couple of times working with the existing structure there. In some ways, yours is a bit of a matrix management that you're not out there just doing the product, but you're helping other departments within the ARRB to do their product well. Absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely critical that we get that right. And there's, I've been, I've been really impressed, you know, four or five weeks in with the camaraderie within the team and the way everyone when I works together. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, client basically, David doesn't see it, Jeff Doyle from infrastructure measurement. They see Jeff Doyle from ARB. They don't, they don't really care. I know about all the different divisions as it were. So yeah, it's very, very important that we collaborate and work together. I mean, I've got my own specific division. And yeah, it's important that we do what we need to do with that division, but it's as equally important that we walk across all the other aspects and all the other team members within the art group, which I, and I'm really looking forward to. And what I will say, I've got to be, I'm just so, it's just so impressed with the work ethic I've seen just a very early days, just the, yeah, the team in, I can only speak for the infrastructure management team because that's the team I'm working with day in, day out, but they, they bloody hell, they work hard. I've been very, very impressed. They also work to things that produce wonderful benefits to the community. Absolutely. That must help. Absolutely. What's the structure you've got there? Who are you employing or are you employing some pe- extra people to do specific things? Yeah, I mean, Michael did a bit of a reorg and executed a little bit of a reorg before I came in. So I, I, I've, in, within the infrastructure measurement division, without getting into too much detail, I've got certain portfolios that reported to me, fleet management, data collection, efficiency, innovation and product development, market access and program management. But I suppose I'm still, David, if truth be known, I'm just trying to work through those. I mean, everywhere I've been, it's not necessarily, a, it's just about getting for me first and foremost making sure we get the right people on the bus and also making sure we've got the right people in the right seat on the bus as well. So early days for me, we've got a hell of a lot of talent there, but my focus first and foremost is making sure we get those two things done. In academia, there is always the said justification because you never know what it might develop. Is there room in the very tight budgets in the world for technical curiosity not just funding what we know to exist at the moment. I, I think it's it, it's it's a massive play for us right across ARB. You know, we talk about being effective and we talk about being efficient, but we've got to wrap innovation all around that. I, I, I think I mentioned us being being as digitally savvy as we possibly can. So the technology play is, is I think, a huge play for us. And probably let me give you some examples of that, David, if I may. We talk about clients, and obviously the state road agencies are a massive part of, of what we do, and they're a huge, a, a huge part of overall offering. So we've got some great clients in that space. And I suppose if you look at it from a technology standpoint or an innovation standpoint, I mean, if you look at the state road agencies, what are we doing? So we've got the next generation IPAV3 coming early in 22. We're all very, very excited about that. We've got 10 lasers now instead of six and a full deflection bowl, new insights through ground penetrating radar. So very, very excited about that. That's the next gen, that's the next generation. As again, as you would know, we can offer the eyeline or the retro tech 
high frequency, high quality of data, focus on the road safety, road road safety risk and data. And obviously that vehicle gets us ready uh, for cabs, uh, which are coming thick and fast as well. So getting a lot of queries about this as we speak. Obviously got the iSave, uh, which is uh, a monitors skid resistance uh, and gives the complete picture of safety on the road network. And what I also wanted to mention, especially in the technology space, and we're, we're just fitting it out as we speak, is the iScan. So that's the first automated probe vehicle in the deployment of cabs. You know, we've got LIDARs, I think three radar units and cameras, mobile eye, third-party driver assistance, retro reflect, reflectometer. It's going to be a test bed for phone apps. It's going to have a video collection. So it's, it's, it's going to be all about digital measurement, David. And uh, Rita Excel and the Mobilities Futures team will work with that. But that vehicle will also be in the infrastructure measurement division as well. You know, So, so they're just some of the things we're doing from a technology standpoint that it's, abs- it's absolutely imperative. And the onus is on us to, to make sure we continue to do that. You said at the beginning of that answer that you are getting a lot of inquiries. Do you think that there is an encouraging, a heightened awareness out there of what could happen? Not just, hey, it's the flavour of the month, but a, a bit of depth of understanding what might be possible? Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and that's it's our job. I mean, it's in our remit to, to bring technology to this market and we've got to lead it. So I, I think with with the the automation we've we brought so far, I think you could give us a tick, but we just got to keep at it. We just got to keep getting better, and we just got to keep offering clients what they want. Again, simply put, to measure the assets in the most cost-effective and efficient way. There's a point there. Let's and you've talked about local councils that are often uh, very genuine and often that if you pardon the expression, the coalface, and seeing what is happening in, in a real world of understanding people. But is it a case of not just giving them numbers or even giving them solutions if we give them guidelines? Is there a case of giving numbers where they can play with them and come up with their own ideas and, and you might give them a package to help them play? Exactly. Yeah, you're absolutely spot on. I mean, the State Road Authority is a, is a big market for us. And we need to keep doing more. We need to keep doing better in that space. But the local councils, we will have a full suite of offerings for that market. It's very, very important. But as you well know, David, it's markets within markets within the local councils. So we need to have a very much a tailored approach. It needs to be a fit for purpose offering. It can't be a one size fits all. And as I said, I think at the start of the started a chat, we can't give them what they don't want. It's vital that we give them what they what their specific needs are. So it's probably different measurements for different or different measurement tools for different clients in that space as well. But it's it's really too big of a market for us not to be playing in. So we're gonna go very, very hard in that market. But we've got to be a little we've got to maybe be a little bit different than what we have been previously. As I said, we've got to have a very much a tailored approach because that's what they're looking for. So again, very, very exciting, but that will be a, a big play for us because as I've said now a couple of times, it's too big of a market not to be in. Some of the other sectors, uh, David, that I think we're very excited about are the private sector, private slash construction sector. 
uh, a rail, uh, ports, uh, airports. So when you look at data collection, you look at all those different markets, we need, again, to have a, a fit-for-purpose offering for all of those different sectors. And that's that's what I'm trying to get my head around at the moment. That's the exciting bit, David. Oh, straightforward. <laughs> 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 simple but not easy, David. Simple but not easy. <laughs> well, the strategy is clearly there. You talked about not one size fits all. Do you think in transport planning, what you've seen on the outside, you know, where people have talked about we'll build a freeway here or build a road there or whatever, it has been very one-dimensional and is the role of the ARB to not only say, here's the numbers that we know you want, but have you also thought about measuring this as well? We've got to give them the data that answers their questions. We've got to qualify what their issues are, what their challenges are, and then we've got to be able to package it up to give them some answers to their questions. But we can provide X, but then I go back to... The other divisions within ARB can then, if we're doing our job correctly, the other divisions within ARB can then follow through over time and really start to create some value for money. What Michael Caltabiano has talked about is auditing. Not only do you give data so people make decisions, but you then do you push hard to say we must measure afterwards, not to condemn, but merely find out what worked and what didn't. Exactly. Exactly. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's not four years later. We've got to, I think we've got to find a way. My, my simple way of, of looking at this, David, we, we, we've, we've got to be sticky. We, we, we've got to make sure we're sticky that we're, we're providing what the client needs and they keep coming back. And we're providing maybe sometimes giving the questions they should be asking and then providing the answers as well. It, it's so, and then you're building a, an annuity-based relationship as opposed to going to a local council every four years and just doing their survey. And your sales pitch is not, hey, we've got a good package, but hey, here's examples of where it's worked. Exactly. And if you do this, um, based on what we can see, if you do this, your road safety is going to be so so far better, so much improved. So it's, it's those types of things that let me finish with that. There's been a lot of work. Uh, Grattan has come out and they've supported what I think many of us have been saying for a long time. There's a need within government to have skill and independent advice. Do you think that this is a great way of being able to give thoughtful, scientific advice that can empower the need for professionals within organisations, be it government or even private? Yeah, you're saying it better than me, David. I'm just going to concur with you, mate. <laughs> I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. And I go back to what I said initially. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. So that we are not just making clever decisions. I worked in government and struggled and couldn't get an answer out of our computers immediately, but finally got the first run through on a Friday. And of course, it wasn't calibrated. We were modelling the whole transport network. Yeah. On the weekend, the announcement to build a railway line was prefaced in the, in the press release by saying, after extensive computer analysis. <laughs> it was numbers rather than that. It is in some ways uncomfortable, but nonetheless, 
the environment we must do to say, well, hang on, we're thinking about the breadth of this, not just the showmanship. Yeah, absolutely. And and the expertise and the intellectual property and the professionalism we have at ARB, I, I think, yeah, really, really goes hand in glove with what you've just said and what we're all about. Jeff, I really love the fact that they've employed you. I love your stories. Um, I'll know not to have a, a game of soccer with you in the background. <laughs> but I appreciate your time and I wish you all the very best in what I think is a very valid, valuable, uh, even essential service. Thanks for your time. Thank you very much indeed, David. And lovely to chat to you. And uh, that was Jeff Doyle, who is uh, taken on the role of the Executive Director of Man Measurement in the AWRB, a lovely concept and a very essential one at that as well. Overdrive is a radio and podcast program featuring road tests, interviews and features on motoring and transport. More information is available at drivenmedia.com.au and podcasts on Spotify or iTunes.